0: Let's take off, baby, let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby, let's go traveling, let's go traveling, let's go traveling.
1: traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz, along with Nick Nurbin from Pure Michigan. This week, we're gearing up for Halloween. We'll tell you where you can take a paranormal tour. In Westland, there's a new fully immersive haunted attraction called the Eloise Asylum. The USS Edson in Bay City transforms into a haunted ship for you at this time of year so you can experience the Edson Incident. And Haunted Traverse City Tour Company is inviting you to explore the history and legends of their northern Michigan city. We prepare for the scare next on Travel Michigan. Where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling,
2: let's go
1: traveling,
2: let's go traveling.
1: Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan along with Nick Nurbin. And uh, Nick, this program this week is all
2: about Halloween Halloween is gonna be here before you know it well we're into the spooky season Dave and one of the favorite things to do for folks aside from dressing up in costumes and go trick-or-treating and those types of things during the month of October leading up to Halloween exploring paranormal activity can be a fun thing for folks to do so next we're gonna talk with Reverend Rob Duchesne, president of paranormal Michigan and Rob I wanted to ask you is, is Michigan a spot where it's known for a lot of paranormal activity?
3: We
0: actually have several areas throughout the state that are known for their paranormal activity. We have some asylums here that people travel uh, country uh, all over the country to get to. Um, and the tourism here in Michigan is starting to build up on the paranormal front. I know in Grand Rapids, where we run tours, there are three different uh, paranormal tour companies there alone.
1: Wow. I, I know And it's either Marquette or Sault Ste. Marie. They do like a paranormal uh, gathering every year. So it seems like this is uh, becoming, uh, I guess you could say, big business. Uh, and, and you offer tours in what, both Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids?
0: Yes, we offer tours right now in Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids. We are hoping to offer a tour in South Haven by the end of the year. Uh, pretty much by Halloween, but I guess it's not really the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And we'll be offering virtual tours on our website after the tour season
1: is over. Now, is, is, this, um, is this something where people come out just at this time of the year for like the Halloween time of the year, or do people ask for paranormal tours all throughout the year?
4: We actually do offer tours
0: year-round. We do not get a lot of requests for tours outside of, Spring, summer, fall. No one really wants to see the ghost in the winter. <laughs> but uh, we offer our tours uh, throughout spring, uh, entire fall. So we're pretty much that entire window there. If it's no snow on the ground, we probably have tours available,
2: mm. well- and we can be booked in winter. Hmm. Now, one thing I'm, I'm really curious about, we talk about these tours, and you mentioned see the ghosts in the winter. So has there been an instance during one of your tours where you've been surprised at something that you've seen that has caught you off guard, like, oh, boy?
0: Well, on our tour in Grand Rapids, uh, I do the tour wearing a Civil War uniform, just kind of stick with the right ambiance. And we're getting ready to cross the street towards an area where one of our stories happens to be talking about a man who was seen in a Civil War uniform. And I was asked by a couple of our guests if the man sitting over on the bench was part of our tour. And when I looked over there, I didn't see anybody, but the man would would have been sitting in the exact spot that Ghost had spotted.
2: Oh, see, that's what I'm talking about, Dave. There, the these uh, instances of paranormal activity—that's where you really have a story to tell. And often, they do. I, I wouldn't guess you'd call them spirits, Rob. I'm not sure how you refer to those, but they do make appearances when you don't expect it, don't they?
0: They do. Uh, there's. Spirits is just fine as a word to use, uh, but they can make appearances anytime, um, some of the mo- most unexpected times as well. I know we have a client who says, well, at one point we had a client who said that they had a problem that every time they were in the shower, the curtain would open and they would feel like somebody was grabbing at them. So, I mean, ghosts can be anywhere.
1: Well, so, so your tours, you know, obviously when you go on a tour, let's say of a downtown area, uh, normally... The tours I've gone in, uh, they they talk about the history of that area. They talk about the architecture. You know who lived there, what happened there. So is your tour kind of like that, except you you also talk about the paranormal experiences at these various places?
0: Yeah, we pretty much call it. We do a historic ghost tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go through and we'll give you the history, probably more of a gruesome history of the town than you would get on a normal ghost tour, we're going to tell you about the murders, the suicides, the accidental deaths, and then we're going to tell you the ghosts that have happened as a result of that history.
1: Wow. Now, did I understand you're an author as well?
0: Yeah, my wife and I have written several books on the paranormal and um, a true true crime book as well.
1: Well, it sounds like it's uh, certainly uh, the time of the year to be looking for these types of tours. Uh, How many people generally come out to your tours uh, at, at each time?
0: Uh, on the low end, we may have as few as eight people like we did last weekend or our first tour of the year this year, we had 30 and we cap it at 50.
1: So you could take groups. It sounds like it'd be a fun thing to do with a bunch of friends or with a, uh, some kind of a social group.
0: Yeah, we actually have a class in Western Michigan University that hires us every year to take their uh, class out on a tour.
1: Well, there you go. Um, So the uh, the tour experience uh, is offered both in Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids. Do they just go to your website to uh, find out more information? Do you do you have them call you? Do they register online? How do they uh, set up a tour?
0: Best bet is just to go to ParanormalMichigan.com. Click on tours at the top of the page. You'll see a complete list of every tour we offer and then they can choose the date and tour they would like to take.
1: Well, sounds like it's the time of the year that people are going to be uh, wanting to uh, take a paranormal tour. It is that time of the year where we're going to haunted houses. We're looking at all those costumes for the kids. And interestingly enough, Nick, you and I were talking before we went on the air that this is a huge time for adult parties. So, uh, you know, for Halloween. So it sounds like it'd be a fun, fun thing maybe to kind of dress up for the occasion, head out with a group of friends and enjoy a Michigan Paranormal Tour uh, with uh, Robin and the gang. Here's the, the website again for more information. It's paranormalmichigan.com. Go there. You'll find out more and uh, check it out. Could be fun. Now, Rob was talking about asylums. He said that they're they're really popular. People are coming from all over the country. We're going to actually talk to someone who offers a, a spooky experience at an asim- asylum in Westland. We'll tell you all about that next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Travel Michigan, I'm Dave Lorenz with Nick Nurbin from Pure Michigan. And uh, this week we're, we're talking about Halloween. It's coming up before you know it. Those kids will be out there. They're going to be going from door to door and doing those trunk or treat experiences as well. But it's interesting to note that Halloween has become one of the top, um, I guess, adult party times, adult gathering times of the year. You know, there's New Year's, there's Christmas, all that. But Halloween is right up there because uh, adults want to get all dressed up as well and hang out with friends. They also want to go to spooky haunted houses. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of them in this state, and we have a really unique experience that's being offered in Westland.
2: Yeah, there's so many different ways to get out there and experience these unique paranormal experiences, do the historic tours to learn about the paranormal activity in various areas. But some of the specific haunted attractions can be truly unique, Dave. And next, we're going to head to Westland to talk to Jim Werner of the Eloise Asylum. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more about this, Jim. And first of all, could you just talk a little bit about the history of the asylum and what this place was and what it is now?
4: So the Eloise Asylum uh, originally started as uh, the uh, the Eloise Poor House. It was one of the largest um, institutions in the the country at one point uh, for homeless, destitute, and uh, people experiencing mental health emergencies, um, starting all the way back in like the 1800s. Um, it has an, an incredible storied history of that's rooted in in the Detroit culture as well as the greater Michigan culture um, because it was kind of a melting pot for so many different people from the state ended up at Eloise. Uh, I can't I can't go more than a day at a time without uh, telling someone I work at Eloise, and then them telling me, oh, my brother was born at Eloise. Mm. Um, it's 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 very uh, very ingrained. Um, And of course, anytime you have a large scale institution and you're and you have lots of people living in those those type of environments, you end up with 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 quite a rich and and sometimes a very dark history Mm -hmm. Um, at Eloise. uh, They were groundbreaking uh, with x-ray technology. Um, Some of the first uh, non-military uses of x-rays were done on site. Um, in fact, there's rumors there's some, some X-ray uh, machines still buried around the place. We haven't confirmed that. But uh, that's, that's how much uh, the, the X-ray uh, was involved uh, with this site here. Um, most of everyone who lives in Westland, of course, is familiar with Eloise because for decades upon decades, it was this massive monolith of structures, um, that people would drive by on Michigan Avenue and they'd see the residents milling around the, uh, the, the gardens and the yards around the buildings. Um, so, uh, our, our entire, uh, area here kind of claims our site. And it's really interesting because everyone has a, has a story about Eloise. Um, and one of the things that we've done with our history tours is we have people, um, come in and they share their stories and even bring back artifacts and stuff from when the uh the the facility was open and they bring them back to the site and we learn their stories and we incorporate those into our history tours so it's uh it's an incredible site with uh an amazing history some somewhat dark very creepy um but with that we've been able to start telling all kinds of new stories with our haunted attraction, which is exciting.
1: Yeah, well Jim, is is this um, the type of place where you count on the kind of the natural haunted experiences to carry the day? Or are you and the the team, um, you know, developing and creating uh, scary experiences for people who are walking through the buildings?
4: So what we have done here at Eloise is we've actually kind of segregated the building into two very distinct areas. Um, it's a, it's a five-story, 130,000-square-foot building. It's a massive structure, uh, the K beer building that we currently use. Um, the upper floors, floors two, three, four, and five, um, have a, a rich tapestry of, of history and documented historical facts of deaths and experimentation on, on patients. And what we've elected to do is to leave those floors almost completely untouched other than some, ver- some basic uh, fire safety. Um, upgrades. Those buildings are as they were when the building shut down for the most part. Um, our lower floors, the first floor in the basement, we've converted into what is most likely the most immersive haunted attraction in the Midwest, um, something mm. that we're very, very proud of.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned earlier about how you would the, the residents there at the, the asylum would be outside in the gardens and various things, and it sounded to me like there's potential to discover or to witness experiences or events surrounding the haunted nature of the asylum not just during october but also throughout the year is that something that uh, people know around the community there that there are things that are happening there day in day out
4: oh yes um well i mean the site was abandoned for a while um until it fell uh, it was uh purchased by our current ownership team um, who immediately started coming up with really interesting ways to reuse the property. And one of those ways was um, kind of capitalizing on the very well known haunted nature of the mm-hmm. property. Um, many people consider the Eloise building here, the K. Beer building, to be one of the most haunted structures in the entire state of Michigan mm. um, due to its history and often um, we we've had television shows we've had many paranormal teams as well as a slew of public investigators come in and very consistent results they're getting similar experiences they're getting digital recordings they're getting voice phenomenon um and more importantly than anything they're having personal experiences they're walking down a hall and suddenly there's there's a person there and then they're gone um very unexplained but also very interesting. And, you know, people love the paranormal. People love, you know, what's after death and those questions. Um, and we offer a, a very user-friendly experience, a way to kind of introduce yourself to the paranormal with our public paranormal tours that we hold most of the year.
1: Well, well, kind of walk us through, give us an example of, of what uh, you might see when you're going through one of your paranormal tours.
4: Well, we have had guests, oh boy, we have had guests describe um, full-body apparitions, which is... Um, uh, paranormal speak for basically a person that they see mm-hmm. that they 100% see that they look away and they're gone or they're kind of transparent. Um, we've had uh, shadow figures that are affectionately called creepers. Um, multiple <laughs> uh, guests have reported are creepers. These are these shadow amorphous blobs that kind of like look around corners and peek outdoors and, and, and even a, several of them have said crawled across our ceilings. Um, so that's, you know, that's a little more on the, uh, we're, we're starting to tick towards terrifying instead of just creepy yeah. with that, you know, um, we've also had, um, electronic voice phenomenon picked up, um, by a whole host of investigators, different, different sayings where they're interacting. Um, one of the more, uh, newer investigation tools is, uh, is a, a procedure called an Estes method. And the way that works is one investigator puts on sound, uh, sound deadening headphones. Um, and they hook into a uh, uh, a digital reader that kind of just projects um, uh, FM and AM frequencies. Mm. And then the, the theory behind it is that it allows spirits to communicate um, by manipulating those frequencies. But the thing is, is you have one person asking questions. The person who is hearing the answers can't hear the questions. Mm. So they're answering questions that they don't, That they've never heard. They're just repeating what they hear through the headphones. Hmm. Um, Really, really interesting results with that.
1: Well, and I know you also offer uh, escape room, so it sounds like it's pretty unique,
4: though. So our escape rooms are are quite literally the most immersive escape rooms um, ever built in the state of Michigan. Um, They are Hollywood-style sets, um, incredible gameplay, incredible puzzles, and for groups of up to 10 people. So you can bring all your friends along, too.
1: Uh, one of our other guests was saying that uh, the asylum tours are some of the more popular tours in Michigan. The people come from all over the country uh, to places like the Eloise Asylum in Westland. So there you go. Uh, With that uh, endorsement, sounds like something that if you like to be scared, this is the (laughs) place to go. And for more information, the website is EloiseAsylum.com That is spelled E-L-O-I-S-E Asylum.com. I want to thank Jim Werner for being with us today. And we're going to head to Bay City next. We're going to be scared on a ship. Yes, on a ship. It's coming up next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and we're talking all things Halloween, all things scary, all things that you just want to say, ooh, about. I've been really fighting that instinct to say that. So I I got this far. You should be happy about that, Nick. Uh, And and so this is an interesting one, Nick. I don't know if you've ever seen the ship, the U.S. Navy destroyer, the Edson, the USS, I think it is, Edson in Bay City. Um, I, I would love to know a little bit more about how that ship ended up in Bay City because it's a major attraction. And I think, you know, those of us in the West Michigan uh, side of the state where I live, I never knew about this until I started to deliberately go to Bay City. And then some friends said, have you ever seen the Edson? So I just want to find out more about that. But especially right now, because they're offering a scary experience on the USS Edson.
2: Well, Dave, for many people, being on a large vessel in rough seas is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, it sure is. (laughs) Just to start with. Yeah. But in this case, now that we're into the spooky season... The Edson Incident Ship of Nightmares, located in Bay City. We're going to talk with Wayne Miracle, who works with the Edson and the Ship of Nightmares, to learn more about the ship itself and the experience there. And Wayne, I want to start off with, this is a USS Navy destroyer. So this is a pretty intimidating vessel hmm. to begin with. So how long is this ship? How big of a, a vessel is it? Um, She is 418 feet
1: Yeah, I was just looking through some of the stats on the the ship itself, Wayne, and it is a Forrest Sherman-class naval destroyer, uh, and she's only one of two in existence. That's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, that's correct. She's a Vietnam-era ship. She was um, built in 1958. She was decommissioned in 1988, and she was was over in New York at the Intrepid Air and Sea Museum for a number of years once they decided that uh, they could no longer upkeep her. It's one of the only uh, ships that the Navy took back. Wow. They took her back and fixed her up and put her in storage, and then Bay City ended up being her final resting place.
2: Well,
1: what a neat thing, because Bay City offers so much, uh, and it does have an experience, of course, or, or a background of, of being a, a city with a lot of maritime heritage and... Um, very interesting stuff, in fact. So I think it's a an appropriate place to be uh, to be uh, berthed now. And at this time of the year, you do an an interesting thing. You basically have a haunted ship. Tell us about that.
3: We do run a haunted attraction on the USS Edson. It's one of their um, best fundraisers for the ship. So we're going into year eight, and last year we were voted number one haunt Michigan on Michigan Haunted. Houses.com. Mm. So we've, um, we've done a lot of work for work. It's definitely a fun experience. Uh, we recommend ages 10 and up, but we kind of leave that up to the parents' discretion. I would say we have, you know, four year old girls who come through and, and act like they own the place <laughs> while their mom's crying behind them mm. or their dad's crying behind them. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, but we do have some that are terrified. Uh, we are, a, a Fairly scary haunt. We're not, um, we're not a total family-friendly haunt. As far as that goes, we do try to we do try to scare you when you
2: come in. Well, I know that uh, haunted attractions of all kinds are fun for folks that did enjoy. Uh, getting uh, some frightful memories created with the family and friends. And this one is unique because you're aboard a ship. Now, just out of curiosity, Wayne, are you aware, are there any ghosts that are rumored and, or have been seen or documented to, um, to live on the ship? Or is it kind of a, a place where you create the haunted experiences or are there haunted experiences there to begin with? Uh,
3: yes, there are actually there. It's- It's been rumored to be haunted even when she was in service, Mm. Um, but there has been a number of experiences since she's been uh, um, docked in Bay City. Uh, There's a a resident ghost on the ship uh, that that is seen quite often. His name's Paul. Um, There's been many experiences even while we're doing the actual haunted attraction. Some of uh, our monsters have had experiences. Yeah. while on the ship
1: <laughs> so, um, you, so you have monsters on the ship as part of the uh the attraction um correct. so so is that kind of the theme is it all like monsters that people see uh as they're going through the the attraction or are there different themes in the ship
3: yeah there are different themes we we've, we've had the every couple of years we change it up but the, but the ship of nightmares are are many different themes it's basically based off of what our people's nightmares you know what are people afraid of so we try to different things throughout the ship
2: well you know my, one of my first things I thought of when it, night ship of nightmares was you know Freddie from the nightmare on Street oh, yeah. films you know and it sounds like there may be some some spirits haunting over there to also create some nightmares but yeah so what how long can folks expect to st- to spend aboard when they come on to experience the uh, incident, incident ship of nightmares
3: uh, the typical time to go through is is roughly around 20, 25 minutes. I mean, it varies per people, but that's the, the average. Well, let, let's talk... If, if they make it off.
2: Yeah, if they, if they make <laughs> it <right>. off.
1: <laughs> let, let's talk logistics here for a second because uh, I've been on a lot of ships, a lot of Coast Guard ships, and uh, they are multiple decks. I'm sure this one is. Um, a lot of ladders, you know, not, not staircases like people might be thinking about. So uh, first off, suggested age of people who should come both for you know safety of up and down those ladders if they're on them and then for the um the haunting experience itself and what type of uh uh, clothing uh, footwear should you should you plan to bring
3: yes uh um we recommend ages 10 and up and you will be going through five decks of terror so you will be getting your cardio in going up and down a number (laughs) of of stairways and on a ship stairways are called ladders. Um, some of them are fairly steep. So we do go over a safety briefing and all that stuff before anybody goes on the ship. There are other trip hazards, obviously. It's a Navy destroyer. It's not your normal cruise ship. Um, you know, so we do go over safety precautions before anybody steps foot on on the ship.
2: You don't want to get thrown in the brig Dave for violating the safety protocols.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Um, we do have a pretty good safety record, so we're, we're very proud of that.
1: Now, you're you're mentioned, you go, I'm Sorry, go ahead.
3: Oh, go ahead. Okay, as you're going through the ship, um, you know the, the you turn the lights out on the ship itself. It's, it's terrifying on its yeah. own, right? Right? It's, it's always it's always nighttime below decks. Um, she's got narrow passageways, uh, um, very few large open areas, so we get pretty creative with with the attraction
1: well and and i know ships like this can be super cold as well so something tells me you're going to probably uh, want to uh, dress and uh, maybe you know a, a fleece at least uh, for comfort
3: yes there are no uh, heaters or air conditioning on the ship so definitely dress for the weather uh, uh toe shoes you don't want to wear high heels um open open feet uh, you, you know, there are, are, like I said, there's other hazards on the, on the ship that you could run into. And going up and down the ladders, you definitely want closed uh shoes.
1: Now, who came up with this idea? I know you, you mentioned it's been, what, this is your eighth season, uh, I thought I heard. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's a fundraiser to uh, operate the uh, Edson. Um, and I'm assuming you're open for tours the rest of the year as well.
3: Yes, correct. And even during the haunted attraction during the day, it's still open for historical tour, uh, tours. We do take it up, the majority of it, up and down every night.
1: Yeah, and then how did, how did it get started? How did you uh, start to uh, offer these, you know, the haunted tours?
3: Well, we we started running them. Um, the, the former uh, president of the uh, Saginaw Valley Naval Ship Museum, Mike Kegley, um, so, sadly we lost him um, due to COVID, uh, asked us one day if we would be interested in trying to run a haunted attraction. And he's one of those guys that was super charismatic, and you hated to say no to. Yeah, he, yeah. Happy, happy you got to know the guy. Great mentor, but um, you just you know couldn't say no to the to the chief. So we said, well, we'll give it a shot, and and ended up working out really well and succeeding. So.
1: Well, that's fantastic. That's we got involved with it. Yeah, you yep. know, it's it always takes uh somebody who is dynamic like that in the community to to make something happen and sounds like uh, he and the rest of your committee have put together something that's very unique. Not many ships you can go on that offer a haunted attraction. There is one over in let's see The car ferry in Manistee, I think, also does this. Yeah, the ghost ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the ghost ship there.
3: We're actually uh, uh, good friends with those guys over there.
1: That's cool. I could see doing both of them and just kind of comparing them and see what they're like uh, as you do your other haunted house experiences and and (laughs) such. You know, we do have, it seems like we just, maybe we do have a lot more of these things around Michigan than most places. All I know is... The USS Edson would be a great place to uh, bring your friends or your family or a group for a haunted experience. If you're looking to be scared, the website is edsonincident.com. You'll find out more. And our thanks to uh, Wayne Miracle for being with us today. And I'll tell you, we're not done talking about haunted experiences. We're going to head to Traverse City next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan, I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan with Nick Nurbin, and uh, we're talking all things Halloween, all things haunted and spooky. And uh, we're going to a town that might be a bit of a surprise because it does offer a haunted experience, uh, a tour, so to speak, and
2: that's Traverse City. I'm afraid we'll have to talk to Desiree Dine of <laughs> Haunted Traverse Tour Company. And uh, Desiree, I wanted to ask you: Traverse City is known for so many things—wineries, beautiful beaches, its quaint downtown, restaurants, all kinds of wonderful things to visit the Traverse City region for, but. Is Traverse City also a great place to visit to have a haunted experience?
5: It absolutely is. Traverse City is located right on the shores of West Grand Traverse Bay and East Grand Traverse Bay. And if you know anything about the paranormal, you'll know that water also fuels a great haunting. With our varied history from our sawmill days and even leading up to that, through the decades, a lot of locals have shared their paranormal encounters with me and my family. So we just go and uh, keep track of all these great paranormal unfoldings, and, uh, and then I go and I share them with my guests that come out to my, to my ghost tour.
1: So do you offer this year-round, or is it only at this time of the year?
5: <laughs> so I always chuckle about this because um, I, if you can imagine Traverse City in January, it's a lot of fun walking outdoors if you're skiing and such and coming up here for those kind of activities, but walking right on West Grand Traverse Bay, when it's uh, a little bit of the wind chill coming in off of that bay, it can be a little bit uncomfortable and uh, you're going to be trying to seek out those warmer spirits uh, Mm. instead of the paranormal. So what I do is I operate spring through fall and uh, the summer is a very busy time for my tours and I know a lot of people think October, that's where we must do the tours up here, but yeah, I operate spring through fall.
1: So, um, why Traverse City? Why in northern Michigan for a uh, a haunted tour uh, like this?
5: Well, I was local born and raised, and my family actually helped establish some of the sawmills in the area as well. So on my father's side, we go back a long way from the sawmill settlement days. On my mother's side, we actually go back a lot further than that. We have some Native American history on that side of the family. Uh, so I was born local raised right here in Grand Traverse County, and so when... I did all of my traveling and uh, went through all my my schooling. I always wanted Traverse City to have a really good ghost tour. And because so many locals shared their encounters with my family, and we have kept track of this through the years, I just decided that, yeah, it was time that Traverse City have a, a really great way to reflect its history, uh, the, the paranormal, the encounters, the strange, the unusual, all of that I wanted to tie into one really entertaining, fun, thrilled chilling tour right through the downtown Traverse City area
2: uh, yeah my family has a lot of history in the area as well and my mom lived on 8th Street not far from Central School and some of the stories that she has told along with her brothers and sisters about the state hospital which is across the street there from the, the Central School District. Is that part of your tour, or have you done anything with the state hospital there? I mean, I remember growing up, there were rumors of, don't go over there after dark, or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It is it is a spooky place from the exterior, not as much now, but in those days it was. Is that part of what you do?
5: So, you know, I, I always love the history of a good old asylum. I mean, that just rocks every single checklist uh, point. When it comes to the paranormal and a good spooky environment and such. Uh, but really downtown Traverse City is highlighting all of these wonderful buildings that are maybe overshadowed by the uh, Northern Michigan Asylum grounds, which is now called the Grand Traverse Commons. Um, this is not a tour that I'm associated with or a company I'm associated with. And I often find that people get us confused because I will often get questions asked like, hey, can I book a tour for the the Grand Traverse Commons at this point. Mm-hmm. And then I have to go, no, 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 I do the downtown Traverse City tour. Uh, so essentially what I do is I start us right there on Front Street, mm-hmm. off of the, just a stone's throw from beautiful West Grand Traverse Bay. And then we're going to walk by all of these beautiful buildings from the late 1800s that were established by the initial sawmill building, uh, sawmill workers and uh, owners in the area. And, uh, and I get to share this very insightful, many times unheard of, viewpoint of what the locals experienced in the 1800s when they came up here to establish the sawmill. And then the tragedies and the and the other uh, wonderful, profound experiences that they had that are all leading to the paranormal experiences unfolding right there in downtown Traverse City. Many people don't realize that when they come up here and they walk through the streets, they're actually walking over some sacred ground that was uh, essentially commandeered by the sawmill owners, the Boardmans, when they came up here in the 1840s. And uh, they started to build their sawmill buildings and their initial buildings right up and over and on top of that. And so then um, many people are kind of oblivious to this kind of history where there's something more underneath the ground from the sidewalks that are taking you by all these beautiful buildings and all, all of the charming storefronts right there in downtown Traverse City. So my tour actually focuses on the more local in view you know, of of the people that helped establish the sawmill and some of the civilizations that actually preceded us.
1: Well, how do you get the stories uh, that, you, that you talk about on the tour? You know, typically if you're going on a history tour, there are a lot of places, a lot of reference guides and such where you can learn about the history of a place or a building or whatever, maybe a family. In this case, I can't imagine there are many guides to go to where you can say, okay, this haunted thing happened here or this experience happened there. Where do you, where do you get all this information?
5: So when I was growing up, my family was very into a good old ghost story around the campfire. I had eight brothers and sisters and two great family uh, parents who uh, helped raise us right here in Grand Traverse County. Mom had always had experiences with the paranormal, and whatever that was has been passed down through the generations. We can see it in the generations that preceded her. We can see it in the generations that are coming after me. Uh, It's been lovely to watch my nephews and nieces even experience some of this. So in my family, the paranormal, we've had our experiences, and we're very open about this. I believe that there's something more to this world, and, I, and I'm not quiet about sharing that. And so when you're open with people that, and you're authentic with them, they tend to feel a little bit more comfortable with sharing their own encounters. And so what happened is, is my family, since we've been here for decades and centuries, uh, a lot of locals feel comfortable approaching us and sharing their encounters and then through the decades my family has just kept track of all these stories and now with my love of history and uh, obviously my enthusiasm for the paranormal this is like marriage that just was Hmm. made and helped me create my ghost tour up here so all these locals are just sharing their, their stories with me and I still get them to this day. People call me up or email me sharing of their encounters.
2: Well, and One thing I did want to ask speaking of those encounters have you had during One of your tours, have you ever had an encounter that was unexpected that really surprised you?
5: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, it happened June of this year. I had a guest take pictures outside the Hannah Mansion, the Hannah House right there on 6th Street, which is now a beautiful funeral home. But this mansion was established by one of the sawmill owners that took over from the Boardmans, And he took a picture, and it wasn't until later on that he approached me and uh, shared it with me. And at first I tried to debunk it, uh, which is just a way of saying a fancy way of saying when you're a ghost hunter, that you're, you're trying to make sure that it wasn't anything of a natural source, like a person standing in the window. And after a while of looking at it, I realized that I was clearly seeing a woman seated at the window and a gentleman Hmm. standing behind her. And uh, Mr. Perry Hanna was married to his beloved Anna Hanna. And they, that was their retirement home after they got done with their sawmill operations and such up here and were ready to enjoy a golden sunset. And I realized that I think one of my guests had actually captured Anna and Perry looking out that window in the tour area there because Perry Hannah was very well known during his life to sit there during his retirement looking over his beloved Traverse City. And uh, having looked at that picture, I very rarely post evidence that I find but uh, I was very confident to post this one on our Facebook and social media accounts.
1: Well, these stories sound so interesting. And I know that's the thing that you get to uh, learn about when you're on the, uh, the Traverse Tour Company Haunted Tours. You can also learn about the ghost farm of Kingsley, but we've run out of time. The website to find out more is hauntedtraverse.com. I want to thank Desiree Dine for being with us today. And we are out of time, so we'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling,
2: Let's
1: go traveling.
2: Let's go traveling.